Welcome back, everybody. Rap City Podcast, episode four. As always, Kitchen Dental will be joining shortly. We will look back at the week that was, or the week that has been for the Raptors, from the highs of the uh, the comeback against Dallas to the lows of what was yesterday on Christmas Day and the lump of coal that we witnessed. Um, we're going to talk overall strategy of where this team's headed. Uh, should we be looking at the big picture here and starting to worry a little bit about getting something in return for Gasol, Baca, Lowry, and those expiring contracts? Uh, so that's just sort of my take. I'm flip-flopping on where I was from a few weeks ago, thinking that we were a player away uh, from making a deep playoff run to now going, hey, listen, if this is all we have, even with the starters coming back, if we can't make that deep playoff run, then obviously I think we need to start thinking about um, you know what we're going to do to make sure that we don't get stuck uh, getting nothing in return. You know, Kawhi got us a championship; we got nothing in return for for him leaving. But that's that's okay if you're getting a uh, you know if you're getting that championship. Which that's all I'm suggesting. So we just have to see the big picture here. Uh, we will talk uh, the NFL. Our backyard gambling segment will be out there. Uh, update on Deno's wedding, uh, which drives you fucking crazy. Um, and so many other business. So we're it's and this is our quest to get that podcast or this podcast below the Kate Marcotte threshold of sixty minutes. We're aiming for forty five. Not quite sure we're gonna get there, but uh we'll see after some some editing, most likely of Deno, that if we can't get it down to uh to that. And then the big news, we have our Twitter handle at the moment. The Rap City Podcast at Rap City Podcast is the Twitter handle. So, for any of you listeners out there uh, who are actually listening to this thing more than once, um, if you have questions, comments, that would be a good spot to send them. Uh, we'll make that sort of the fan mail piece to it right now. So, that's uh, at Rap City Podcast is the Twitter handle. So, feel free to follow. I have zero, fo- we have zero followers at the moment. So, it would be great if we got one. Uh, so yeah, that's it. The, and then the next pod, I will have the Instagram handle up, uh, and ready to go. So we're, we're all over the place. We're everywhere. Rhapsody podcast. But first, before we get started, before I bring in kitchen deno, uh, our guest for today, a young Alan Iverson. Take it away, Alan. Anybody tell you that I miss practice. If, 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 if a coach say I miss practice and y'all hear it, then that's that. I mean, I might have missed one practice this year, but if if somebody say he doesn't come to practice, it can be one practice out of all the practices this year. That's enough. If I can't practice, I can't practice, man. I'm hurt. I'm hurt. I mean, simple as that. It ain't about that. I mean, it's, it's not about that at all. You know what I'm saying? I mean... But it's 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 easy to, to to talk about. It's easy to sum it up when you just talk about practice. We sitting here. I supposed to be the franchise player, and we in here talking about practice. I mean, it, listen, we talking about practice, not a game, not a game, not a game. We talking about practice, not a game, not a, not not the game that I go out there and, and die for. And play every game like it's my last. Not the game. We're talking about practice, man. I mean, how silly is that, man? We're talking about practice. 
I know I'm supposed to be there. I know I'm supposed to lead by example. I know that. And I'm not I'm not shoving it aside, you know, like it don't mean anything. I know it's important. I do. I honestly do. But we talking about practice, man. What are we talking about? Practice? We talking about practice, man. We talk, we're talking about practice. We're talking about practice. We ain't talking about the game. We're talking about practice, man. When you come into the arena and you see me play, you see me play, don't you? You see me give everything I got, right? Absolutely. But we talking about practice right now. But it's an issue that you're We talking about practice. Man, I look, I hear you. I, it's funny to me, too. I mean, it's strange, it's strange to me, too. But we talking about practice, man. We not even talking about the game, the actual game, when it matters. We talking about practice. hell can I make my teammates better by practicing? Kitch, Dano, yo, episode quad. Merry Christmas. Practice. <laughs> unfortunately, practice. Unfortunately, we're not talking about practice, and I wish we. I wish we were after yesterday's performance. My goodness. So here's where we're at. Kitch wanted to have a big to do about the big comeback that was feels like it was five weeks ago, which we're not going to talk about that now because. That's it's pointless. It's the highs and lows this week. Obviously, that was a great effort. But let's go right into yesterday, because I'll tell you what I've changed my whole tune as to where I'm headed with this team. But I'm gonna let you guys then. I'll tell you where I'm at. Kitch, uh, as I said before, we do not seem to be able to compete with the better teams. It's been our downfall all year. Um, in da- that Dallas game, obviously the stars are in line, and and. We came roaring back, um, but we just got pumped by Boston yesterday. It wasn't. It wasn't. It never felt like we were even really in the game, other than the first maybe five minutes. Um, the ten well, zero run was a nice start. Yeah, yeah, that was a nice start, and then and then down by eighteen with in, in no time. Yeah, the uh, the starters who haven't in place now aren't getting it done. It's just not happening. Like the the Dallas comeback was the bench. That was the bench that brought us back in that game, and uh, and um, yeah, it's just. Uh, I don't know. It's just not the right chemistry now. I know we're missing a, a number of starters, but uh, we need a we need something that's gonna that's gonna change the outlook of this in the near future. Dano, yeah, boys. On the on the intro, uh, that intro practice, I had some quick trivia. So I want right, everyone. So I, you just told me about that, and I forgot to introduce okay. it. Okay, so Dano trivia. It must become a regular segment. Everyone, just think about about that. How many times did Allen Iverson say practice? <laughs> okay, so think think in your head. Practice, practice. Okay, so Bart Kitch, quickly. How many times do you say practice? I actually went. I think, it, I think it's thirty-eight. Kitch, Ooh, I say it's high. I, I'm gonna say uh, twenty-two. Twenty-five. Kitchen wins again. <laughs> Price is right. Price is right too. No, I actually thought right. I knew the answer. <laughs> Anyways, um, so yeah, agree with Kitchen's comments. You know the. Thinking back to the Indiana game, like we 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 uh, fought back hard in that game too, but like their their three point shooting was was off the charts, right? And it's a it's a miss or make league, right? Like Boston, Boston yesterday shot forty three percent forty three percent from three, and we shot thirty five, right? There's you know twelve points twelve points right there, right? We're back in the game, Indiana. I think they outshot us by I think seven or eight percent as well. So it's a make or miss league, guys. So we're we're hitting our threes. You know, we're we're actually in that game. So um 
we need our st- okay. Well, we need our guys back, right? Okay. Well, let's let's just talk through that quickly. We make our threes. We're back. We can say that in a number of games now in the last two weeks. If we make our threes, I mean that's that's a big if. But the other thing that I was so disturbing to me yesterday watching that game. Those threes were wide open, uncontested. That was shooting. That was like a, a shooting drill for those guys. I could not believe the number of times Jalen Brown or Kemba wide open. Why? I mean, like, so yeah, it's a make or miss league. But if you're wide open and you're letting their best three point shooters shoot wide open, guess what? They're going to make more than they miss. So is that is that defensive intensity or is that uh, the game plan that Boston plays? What do you think there? Well, I, I think. Well, I think we were out of sorts yesterday after that that 10-0 run to, to begin with. But then I think when you're playing catch-up like this the entire game, I mean, you press, right? And next thing you know, I, I think we had defensive assignments that were two, a couple times. I could not believe Ibaka. They're running that high pick and roll, and he's back off into the key waiting for Kemba to drive. But Kemba's sitting there going, well, I just, I'm wide open. I'm not driving anywhere. Like, he was f- so far back. I couldn't, I don't know, something wasn't right. I thought Ibaka was horrible yesterday and I'll even go back to the point when we were up 10-0 twice he got the ball dropped off to him where it would have been a bunny a layup he mishandles the ball boom next you know like it's little things like that that just it drives me crazy and it, I think it changes the dynamic and I'll tell you what the big thing yesterday we were coming back here I thought all right well it's not gonna happen two games in a row however we go from down 20 to start the fourth right we get a quick 6-0 run we steal the ball McCaw misses a layup. Yep. Next thing you know, they come down, they knock down a three, and you know, there goes the game. Yeah, the the um, the open threes, right? Like these guys in practice, if, if it's uncontested, these guys hit probably what? What do you guys think? Like seventy percent, eighty percent, at least even at some least of them, seventy like, to eighty. Yeah, Curry's probably ninety. So, um, you know, the the Raptors this year are actually shooting thirty seven percent, right, from three. Boston's shooting thirty six percent, right, and then they go off on this game, you know, forty three percent. I agree. Some of it's contested, but all these post-game stuff—it's a make or miss league, right? I don't know. I I agree. We gotta get some some hands in people's faces, but you know, Boston, Indiana had great shooting nights um, from three-point land. Yeah, I agree. As long as it's not a trend of them being wide, because I thought there were a number of wide-open looks for Indiana as well. But it, so I'll 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 guess that Nurse will figure that stuff out. Um, but okay, so that leads into the next topic. Where are we with this team? I know we have three starters out. I think I think you can't deny the difference with Gasol running that offense. And when I say running that offense, the ball does work through him at the top of the key. He moves it way better than what we've been doing. Uh, yesterday, it was all Lowry and and uh, Freddie. That's it. Two guys, they were the only ones running the offense. They are the only ones moving. Way too much iso ball, which neither one of those guys are going to be good enough to run iso ball for a whole game, right? So my question here is, where are we with this team? So let's assume we get our starters back. I'm now of the opinion, and I know I'm flip-flopping here all over the place because unless, yeah, I am now of the opinion if we aren't going to make a big move and go get somebody else who's going to actually help this team, right, and make a difference because it's either a run to the finals or, or we have to, and I'm going to use the word blow it up, but even though it's not blow it up, but we have to get something for Gasol, Abaka, and Lowry. Right. We have to get if we end this season not making a, a deep run and we let those three things happen without getting anything in return. I think that's a disaster for the next two to three years. So where are you guys? At? That, that's where I'm at right now. So I am of the opinion that find somebody and let's make a deep run or you know what? Get rid of all of them at the trade deadline. 
Yeah, it feels like it feels like we're overreacting here, guys. <laughs> like Lowry. No, I'm not. No, no, I'm nope, not. nope. Blow it up. Okay. Just when um, remember remember we had our I think it was our first podcast where Lowry came back. I was calling a ball hog. Like everyone was like, I mean, that's one game. We were so angry because the team was so much fun to watch. And then Lowry has carried us. And now we want to trade them. Like we're we're wishy washy here. Let's give it a couple more weeks. And uh, Casal's coming back next week. I heard. Is that does that sound right, guys? They said two weeks a week ago. So I haven't heard anything. Yeah, and I can't. I can't imagine that that's happening with a hamstring like that. But really? okay, maybe. But I hope he is because I'll tell you what he is. He is a key cog. Yeah, like in what watching, we're trying to do. Watch that offense yesterday with Lowry, like Lowry and Freddie V just putting their head down, just trying to go to the hoop and stuff. You can't do that for 48 minutes, right? Lowry was gassed. Um, Freddie had a great second half. Oh, my God. He was just just on fire. But it was just him, head down, no no assists um, or anything. So, I think, I hate to say it, when Gasol comes back, it'll definitely, definitely help. Yeah, if we, if we do not have Van Fleet, Lowry, Siakam, and Gasol all healthy, then it's it's obvious that we are in trouble. Like we with any sort of stretch drive, we need these four guys to be healthy. And three of these guys are not young, so that might be asking a big a big task. But I think we need we need those four guys to be healthy. Like in the in the last three games, the starters have kind of stunk. Like I, I discard Lowry and Ben Fleet, but the, but the but the rest of stars have stunk. Like you know, what? this is the time I think where where we try to find another guy coming off the bench, like a, like a Davis or or maybe maybe Hollis Jefferson. Like try to incorporate them maybe one of those guys deserves to start in this in this uh, in this mix and we throw one of those guys in with with Lowry and Van Fleet and 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 see how they mesh and hopefully we can get a little confidence in that individual like I, I don't think the Patrick McCaw game plan is really working out I, the guy just looks like he's he's a deer in headlights a bit out there so I I think uh, I think we we try to find something on the bench while, while we're in this transition period with the, with the injuries on the team yeah McCaw was awful yesterday awful but let's, to my point, what I'm trying to, if you look at where we are in the draft, right? We own this year's pick. 2021, we're Brooklyn. 2022, we're Philadelphia. 2023, we own. And what, I, again, unless we're going deep, I would happily start shipping those parts out to get more draft assets. I mean, Boston's, if anyone's proven how you uh, build a team for, for long-term success, it's through the draft with assets, right? So that's, that was Boston's playbook. And I just think... Yeah, there's no point in us getting to the second round, losing, and then losing whatever assets we have. So that I I agree, Dino. This is a total overreaction, but it's an intelligent one, which you guys may not be used to. <laughs> all right, um, all right. So that, listen, in the effort. And by the way, we should uh, for the audience. We are definitely making this under. We've we've heard the feedback from all the. Um, the Gen X, or what are we, Gen Xers, Gen Ys? I don't know what I don't well, know. The younger kids, young, yeah. yeah, fuck the under people, the younger kids. Yeah. Uh, I know you want it younger, even though I think you're like we have two people under twenty listening to this. But whatever, for those two people, we are going to make it. This is forty five minutes. We're out. I'm just shutting it down at forty five minutes. <laughs> so that's what that's what's happening today. Um, so with that, let's uh, let's quickly revisit. We talked about the uh, the in tournament stuff, right? That the NBA wants to do, and they came out this week with. We're going to offer a million bucks to the winners, like as the as the the hook for these guys. Like I think that's an absolute, that's a joke. There's no way these teams, these players, are going to get worked up for a million bucks. Not the starters. Well, not anybody. 
right? And if your starters aren't going to play, like the, the whole thing is you have to have the main guys. You have to make this worthwhile. Otherwise, there will be no ratings. There will be no boost that they're looking for. But I just can't believe that they're thinking a million. But like, do they not get it? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think you have to incentivize the teams to win, I think, a bit as well. Like if you're going to pay these guys a million bucks, then then maybe you get another 500,000 if you win, like something that actually makes them bring their best product. Yeah, they say it's just, uh, you know, half, what is it? Half of NBA players make 4 million or less and 50 make 20 million. Say that again. What was that? Half of. Sorry. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that's right. Half of NBA players make 4 million or less while 50 make 20 million or more 50 players make 20 million or more. So yeah, 400 people in the league. I mean, yeah, I don't yeah, know. So, I don't, so, I don't know how you do it. I just think the NBA has been so good about marketing and getting outside the box and doing things differently and opening up gambling, all that stuff. If they're really going to do this, it's gotta be, there's gotta be a hook that everybody buys into. I don't know. Is yeah. it, is it uh, free free popcorn or free beer for the uh, people that go watch the game or something? If you win, I don't know. Like, like um, I don't know how else they do it. Like, how do they? Well, like, like early on, they're gonna have to do something to get people excited. And then when people kind of enjoy it or see it, um, maybe they don't gotta worry about the financial as well. I don't know. Well, on the Simmons podcast, right? He's been talking a lot about how you you do this, and he's talking about wins. Like you you add wins to it. You uh, playoff seeding uh, implications for the you know for the actual title run. Like I think there are other ways to get creative, but I think getting owners and players to buy in, and the owners are already like they don't want to lose more than they don't want to lose any games. But now they're already talking about losing two games. Can you believe the the range of revenue for a home game is anywhere between two to four million for those teams? Hmm. That shocked me that it was that high per game. Yeah, does that include advertising? I don't know what it just, I'm assuming it, I'm assuming that's an all in number. Hmm. They didn't break it down for me, but I'm assuming that's what that means. Like, I really like how the, how the NFL does it where, but like right now people really want that, that first week off, right. To rest. Right. So could, could basketball, you know, possibly whether the top one or two teams get, get that by, then they're off for a week. Right. But just, just to rest and stuff, that'd be an interesting, interesting, have like nine teams make it top team gets a buy or something. I don't know, but. Yeah, no, I agree. They, they got, they've got to do something, but I just think throwing a nominal and I say nominal amount, but for those guys, a million bucks for the, for the top seven guys on those teams, a million bucks is not going to move the needle to play in a high intensity risk my career injury type scenario. So yeah, I, I don't like it. I think they got to come up with something much, much better. I like the concept. I just think that they, we've got to do something that makes us fan friendly, team friendly, player friendly. So there you go. That's yep. our that's our NBA segment. So look, we're moving along. We're 15 minutes in, and we are done with basketball. Perfect. So I, I got a um, I got a, a text from a first time listener the other day, a uh, friend of ours, uh, Liz, and all it said was, "It's 38 minutes. You're just getting to football." <laughs> Yeah, valid. That's valid. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think Liz knows anything about basketball, so she must have been sitting there going, what the fuck am I listening to? <laughs> All right, so that is, we are going right into 
the last week of the NFL season with uh, – not a ton on the line. Well, I shouldn't say. I guess. I guess the whole Seattle, San Francisco thing is a is a big one. That's a got implications. I guess everywhere in the but on the in the AFC, that one's pretty. But we're pretty much locked into to those scenarios. Other than I guess Tennessee and Pittsburgh still trying to figure it out. But that, um, so nothing's changed much on the AFC except for the fact that I love the Chiefs to. I love the Chiefs to win it all. I bet the Chiefs to win it all. That is it, happening. So well, we're jinx, now jinxed to the Chiefs. So you you jinxed the Vikings last week. And yeah, we're Minnesota. <laughs> well, I'm just telling you, I love the Chiefs. I also I, listen. I stand by my Minnesota. I am not convinced that Minnesota could not have a deep run. I'm not. Sure. I think it was a double negative. But uh, I am. I'm still the mindset that Minnesota is very good. Now they miss Cook on Monday. Obviously, he's he makes a big difference. Um, but I yeah, absolutely. Depending on, I mean, they could get Green Bay. Again, in the opening round. I love the fact that, that you had Minnesota and Deno was talking up Cousins. Cousins got seven first downs and Minnesota got crushed. That was the biggest jinx ever I've seen. Well, Kirk, Kirk was back to his old ways. He like was. He was, he was terrible yet again. You like after that. I talked him up, after I told him the Thielen kick him in the head speech. And yeah, where's Thielen? Get Thielen back on him. Um, all right, so listen, coming coming out of the NFC, let's go to the NFC. Wait, wait, let's go back to the AFC for a minute. Got a, got a question. Oh, I was going to come back to it, but okay. Oh, you are? Yeah. Well, yeah, you already went to the AFC. All right. so, well, I was just saying, not much has changed. We, I was we, know, we know New England's going to beat Miami, so like they're going to get the bye. So then Houston's locked in for fourth. So do they let Tennessee get in? Does, does Houston not show up in this game and let Tennessee run over them and, and get them in and push out uh, Pittsburgh and – Oakland, which is a long shot. So push out Pittsburgh or does Houston really show up for that game? Cause they feel they have to win it for some reason or other and give, give Pittsburgh a chance. Well, listen, if you go to the Patriots or the Patriots, as you call them, uh, if you go to their philosophy, they've always played their starters in week seven, even when they were dominating. Right. I don't think you let a team walk into the playoff with your, with your scrubs. However, I do think it's that chicken and the egg. I mean, if, if Watson plays and for whatever reason, is now unavailable for the playoffs because he got hurt in a meaningless game. I mean, you are going to get second guess. You, it's a, the coach is in an absolute no win situation. That being said, I'm playing my starters. I'm playing. I'm playing to win. That's especially against a, a division rival. My God, yeah, you, you can't let them walk in. So Dano, who's, who's starting for Baltimore, Dano? Who's going to start as Baltimore QB? RG three, I assume. Yeah, he is. He is, yeah. baby. He, he is. is. He's he's uh, well rested. <laughs> Well, Joe Logan, uh, the biggest Baltimore fan there is now, who is actually a Redskins fan, he is uh, he loves RG three again after his uh, Redskins. And so there you go, Joe. You'll be happy. Joe's Joe's an avid listener, so I, I told him I'd give him a a mention here and there. Give him a shout out. Actually, we're gonna get Joey. On, Joey's gonna be on the podcast, and it's gonna be for the worst fan ever segment because Joe is the worst fan ever. Well, you know what, Kitch, we are, when we get to the uh, backyard gambling, we're going to bring that up because I think I now think you're a bad fan too, but we'll talk about that in a minute. All right. Uh, all right. So, yeah, I think Tennessee, I, I, but I don't think Houston is playing Watson. I've read that he is going to sit. So um, I think they're, they're going to lay down a little bit. But don't forget last year, uh, Chicago played all of their scrubs in that last game. They kicked Minnesota out. They, beat, they went into Minnesota and beat them uh, by playing there. So in the NFL, I, I mean – Listen, I think RG three could come and have a great game and and easily beat Pittsburgh. I mean, Christ, Pittsburgh with their with at their best are scoring thirteen points. Yeah. yeah. So, all right. So I'm full on Chiefs AFC. 
they are going they are going to walk into New England in uh, their second their second round, beat New England, then they're going to walk into Baltimore, beat Baltimore, then they're going to walk into Miami, and it doesn't matter who they're playing, they're going to win. Andy Reid's off the Schneid. <laughs> bet it, Deno. You have to bet it. I'll bet one dollar. I'll bet two. Thousand. <laughs> <laughs> But now more like out of the NFC, any idea who's coming to that now? You guys cannot still be hard believers in San Francisco. You can't uh, be. No, they've 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 come back to to, to reality a bit. But but what what the heck was Seattle? Like they're in a they're in a run there. They go to Arizona. Well, I think Seattle was a second or third ranked offense. Arizona's a thirty two ranked defense that Arizona schooled them at a game that they must win. So that game so, was I, in the game was in Seattle, Kitch, wasn't it? I, yeah. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was crazy to watch that. They, they weren't even in the game. Arizona dominated them. So, yeah, see, San Fran, I, I tell you, Green Bay in that Minnesota game, if, if, if Green Bay's defense is as good as as good as they looked in that game, they got a good chance of getting through with that defense and, and Rodgers just being okay, which Rodgers has been average this year. He hasn't been stellar, but that defense has won them games. I know. They're, they're absolutely no fun to watch right now either. It's a, it's a shitty team to watch, which didn't used to be like that. But, yeah, I – Listen, I don't know. I, the NFC is, I'm perplexed by it. I, I don't think Green Bay is good. But if, if Green Bay can still get the number one seed, if they get that number one seed. Home field. Yeah. Home field. You got, you got New Orleans coming there. New Orleans can't win in Green Bay. They can't play outside. Only team only team can win in Green Bay is Minnesota. <laughs> they play in a dome too. You realize that they do play in a dome at home. And they have yeah. a bad quarterback. I know. Captain? They get the captain. Uh, so are we... As we get into this, you guys are sticking with San Fran. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah. Um, sorry, sorry. My mine is basically whoever gets home home field, I'll take. But right right now it's San oh, Fran. It's, they can't win Week 17. Yeah, I agree with that. Actually, I agree. Those three teams: San Fran, Green Bay, New Orleans. Whoever gets home field, I think can, can easily run that through. And I think they're all they all got a good a good a good chance of winning. They're all pretty equal. So you get you get that home feeling. That's the advantage. It puts them over the top. Well, you you guys are real prognosticators. That's a way to way to go out on a limb on that one, fellas. That should get the listeners excited. Well, whoever wins results. the game, whoever wins the game, I, I'll go with that team. Whoever wins, I still go um, Green Bay. I think Green Bay. Oh, well, now you're Green Bay. Bay. I'll go Green Bay if I had to pick a, pick a team. But I'll take San Fran. Bart, how's that? Uh, I'm going New Orleans. It'll be a New Orleans Chefs Super Bowl. It might sound like a bet. It might sound like Chef, a wager. Chefs 28-24 final. <laughs> wager spreadsheet wager. We all get it with fifty bucks. So I I get Green Bay. You get. San Fran, you get New Orleans? Yep. Yeah, All right. That. Yeah. All right. I did a spreadsheet. Right. Put on the spreadsheet. Uh speaking of which, let's let's move right into it. I hope Welcome. Drew Brees gets hurt this week. We need a we need a sponsor for this segment. I'm gonna I'm gonna look into the, the backyard gambling sponsorship. We gotta figure that out. With a hundred unique listeners, I'm not sure we're gonna get there, but <laughs> I am this is where we need a sponsor. Uh moving in, Kitch, let's uh, quickly update. Where where's everybody at? Oh, the NFL, NFL race. All right, we had a an interesting Saturday. So it's both you boys took the Saturday games last week. You guys went one, one, and one. I should have been three and zero. One, one, and one. Kitch went with this New Orleans minus three, KC minus six, and Green Bay plus five and a half to go three and zero on the week. Oh, did you? I don't remember that. Oh, good for you. I remember that year. So Kitch sits with a record now of eight and seven. Back in the positive. Oh, so we're not going to count your Kent State pick. Oh, Bart, okay. no, no, that's fine. No, that's no, fine. That's fine. Bart, seven, six, and two. Technically tied with Kitsch if you count it up point wise. Well, which we will. And Deno at five, nine, and one. Uh, got some, Deno's got some work based on there's only one week left in the season. We'll have to carry this through in the playoffs to give Deno a chance. Oh, yeah. We'll go to the playoffs for sure. And then we'll yeah. get into the NBA. Yeah. 
Uh, all right, Dennis. As once again bringing up the rear, give us your uh, give us your three. Can't go Andy Bart this week because you're first up. Am I? Is there is there football this week? <laughs> Can I go second after Kitch? Okay. All right. Well, I'll go first again. Let me go first again because he hasn't done his picks yet. That's why. <laughs> I just got to look at the lines. Right. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Okay. They, so my what are they going to my week seventeen guys? <laughs> My three, my three picks, my three locks this week are the Minnesota Vikings minus one over the Chicago Bears. I have been riding the Bears to lose. It's been working out quite well for me. Uh, I think Minnesota has to prove something going in the playoffs. I think they, after last week's beat down, I think the coach is saying, we got to get a little momentum here. So I think they, they come out trying to win that game, and I'm not sure why Chicago even shows up. Uh, I will take the Buffalo Bills. Almost the same analogy. I take the Buffalo Bills minus one and a half over the Jets. I think uh, I think the Buffalo's defense will stymie the Jets. I don't think the Jets will score. And I think uh, I think Buffalo, also with the Minnesota thing, wants to have a little bit of momentum heading in the playoffs. And my third and final selection is the Pittsburgh Steelers versus the Baltimore Ravens under 37. That's my uh, RG3. Uh, RG3 bet is uh, he will not come back and have a stellar game. And uh, that game could be 10-7. I just can't see Pittsburgh's, like we said earlier, I don't think Pittsburgh scores more than 13 points. So you got it, Minnesota minus one. You got Buffalo minus one half. And the under 37 on Pittsburgh and Baltimore. Thanks, well done, Kitch. Way to be prepared. Okay. Well prepped. I just did a lot of research here, guys, in the last uh, one minute. <laughs> I've decided to pick my teams. I'm going to go Browns, Skins. And uh, the Pittsburgh game under Kitch. Why can't Why can't you tell the listeners what those lines are when we make them? And it's by the way, Deno, don't text me after saying that the Houston line moved to three and a half when it was it's, clearly three all week. No. Yeah. No. It's what. And by the way, it's what, it, what it is. It's what it is today. It's what it is today. It's it not moved. when you make it. No. <laughs> it did not move. By the way, I uh, I have a bit of a, a casualty to uh, to mention. My idiot nephew, who's an, also a listener, uh, let me know this week that he's not enjoying our picks because he's actually listening to them and wagering based on our advice. What an idiot. <laughs> what an idiot. I told him. I'm like, did you listen to the intro? <laughs> listen to the intro. Idiot. <laughs> I, actually, he was my best friend after last week. But that. So, all right. Well, can we recap Denos with the, with the spreads? Is that so possible? Browns, he has Browns minus two and a half. He has this uh, Washington plus 10 and a half. 11. He, plus 10 and a half. And he has Pittsburgh under 37. 47. <laughs> all right. Well, let's, uh, let's move on to my tie for first place picks. Uh, so I'm sticking with what got me here. The chef's baby. First of all, San Diego's horrific. I think the Chiefs are playing all their starters. At least they're playing them for a half. Um, so I like them at minus eight and a half. Currently, that's the line. Then it was minus eight and a half. Minus nine. nine. I have minus nine. Oh my god! I'm on. I'm online right now. I'm staring at it. Oh, oh bet, bet three right, six nine. Oh, it doesn't matter. Whatever. Fine. I don't give a shit. Right. Um, I am very much on the RG three train. He will absolutely. He's going to have a humongous day. They're getting two points at home to a team that probably is only going to score 13. Love. Uh, you know what? That's my five-star play of the week. Five you're, stars, Deno. You're betting RG3 as your five-star player of the week. Five-star play of the week. 
Can you hear yourself speak? Can you hear what you're saying? <laughs> I'm telling you, take it to the bank. Hey, Zach, if you're out there, take this one to the bank. This is spend it, Zach. Spend the money. <laughs> yeah. uh, and last, but certainly not least for me, the Seattle San Francisco over forty-seven. Love it. Seattle. I mean, San Francisco's clearly proven they're not stopping anybody right now for whatever reason. They went from the eighty-five Bears to. They couldn't stop a high school team. Uh, and then Seattle, I mean, I don't know. It's, I don't even know what to think of Seattle. I can't believe they're 12 and three. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Zach, that's a much better pick than the RG3 one, just so you know. <laughs> Actually, I, I'm almost guaranteeing 3 0. Somehow I slipped a 2 1, but I'm almost, this is almost a 3 0 week for me, Deno. <laughs> so pay attention. Uh, all right. Now, are we, where, where, where are we? We're 27. Dunno, everyone can hear. Oh, Jesus, you can't make noises like that. Everyone can hear it. It's not great radio at that stage. All right, we're uh, so look at twenty-seven minutes in, and we're already getting off of sports and gambling. This is great. We're gonna we're gonna be well under forty-five this week. But we are right to the um, the dental wedding update. So there's two oh, updates. No, what about gambling no. tips? You gambling <sighs> tips? What do you follow mean? The, follow the rule. Follow the agenda. What do you mean? Holy Christ. Gambling. I'm looking at it right here. The NBA 2020. Gambling. What? What are you guys talking about? <laughs> I Go, sent this out. What about gambling tips? We haven't done that, that one yet. What, your gambling tips? Yeah, or, the, or like what you're betting on. Or... We do it every week. Go on. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> gambling suggestions every week. All right, go ahead. I can start off this brand new segment. Okay, that's just brand new. We're doing it every single week. All right, well, go ahead. Like, so, how do we get our college college football tips? That's the that's the gambling section. Oh, you want? Oh, you want to? Well, listen. I don't think anyone cares about your college football. Oh, I get. You know what? I got a buddy who's not happy with you. They, with your Kent State, yeah, they yeah, like yeah. Kent State's offense was uh, pretty impressive, actually. Like, why don't, but why don't you point. tell us? Why don't you tell the listeners where you actually get your college football advice oh, from? I can't. It's secret. See, I can't uh, tell that. Can't really information. <laughs> All right, yeah. Please go ahead. Tell us what you like in the in the wide world of gambling. So we have bowl, We should talk about the bowl games, the playoff bowl games. They're coming up. Uh, yeah, great pool you're running, by the way. It's really fun. <laughs> They're coming up on what? What day is that? That's Saturday. So we won't have another show before the Saturday. So we have the Clemson-Ohio State game. Clemson's favored by two. What do you guys think on that one? What do you think? And, and I guess throw the other one in, too. We'll do, one, we'll do them both at the same time. When you got the LSU minus 13 and a half over Oklahoma. Well, here's what I think. I don't, I don't like you running segments because it just doesn't flow properly, but I'm going to let you have this one, uh, and I will give you my feedback first. Uh Love Clemson. Love Clemson. And I like LSU. But Clemson's won in that game for fun. That's a hashtag for fun. Not Bert. Daniel, what do you think? Well, we know, uh, I believe Bert and I made a bet Clemson and LSU, didn't we? We both did. We both did. We both, did. We both, yeah. we both we, we got LSU, he's got Clemson. Okay, so I got, I got Clemson to lose. They won't even show up. <laughs> and then uh, LSU by eh, 38, 38. It's that uh, simple part. Yeah. All right. Well, okay. I mean, I'd be, I'm very intrigued to see how, how Ohio state plays in that game. Like Ohio state, they haven't been really tested throughout the year. And Clemson also has pretty, uh, not an overly aggressive schedule. So those two teams, 
I, I don't have a great gut feel in that game. I would think if I had to, if I had to gun to my head pick, I would take Clemson, but, uh, but uh, I think that game could be surprising one way or the other. I think LSU destroys Oklahoma. I think they crush a walk over that. That would be my lock pick. Did you guys see the over under in that game? Yeah, it's crazy. 76. 76. Yeah, 76. I'll tell you Touchdown. what. Down. Was... Holy cow. <laughs> I've always said that that is priced for perfection. Like you cannot, there cannot be an offensive holding penalty in the red zone. Oh. You know, there cannot be offensive pass interference anywhere. Like you just, you can't have turnovers. Like it, it is, that is priced for perfection. But however, it is crazy. This college team, they can score in a hurry. I love it when these when these big spreads at this. They go, yeah, the over under is uh, seventy eight and a half. It's like, come on, just come on, just make it eighty. Jesus Christ! <laughs> well, you say that, but the number of times that will come oh, in, like at seventy seven, seventy eight, yeah. 11, 11 touchdowns and one field goal. Right? It's eighty. There we go. Wow, jeez. I'll tell you what, that would be a great documentary. Being being in the war room of the guys setting the lines. Like I would, I would love to see the the process, how it works. You know, just where they, and how they do it, and then their reactions when they when they just hit it bang on. Yeah, they always yeah. go, yeah, told you. <laughs> uh, all right, kids. I, so so I got my two betting picks of the week. I think the betting pick is on Friday. I believe it is. You have uh, the pinstripe bowl. I would I would take Wake Forest plus the three and a half over Michigan State. Oh, maybe the money line. Maybe even the money line there. Kitch, is that pinstripe ball? Is that in Yankee Stadium? It, it is. Yep. Play it right. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be cold. Wake Forest can run the ball. Michigan State has no offense. That's my that's my pick for the for that. And my other pick for the NFL for Zach. Well, do I not? I don't get to comment on the pinstripe right, ball. Yeah, comment, sorry. Deno get, Deno get to comment. Come back to the pinstripe ball part. Go ahead. I would just like to thank Deno for actually adding something to the segment. Deno, thank you. This is you've, you, I think you saved the segment with that. Uh, Pinstripe Bowl in the Yankee Stadium. Well, oh, you so probably didn't figure it out, Bart, so I had to say it. Well, no, I, listen, I didn't know we were doing this segment. <laughs> Go ahead, Catch, keep it keep it rolling. Where's, where's, your, where's your pick? Where's I, don't, your, I, I don't care. Uh, yeah. All right, and my, my, the pick, this for Zach, this is going to get complicated, but I think the NFL, it's a perfect week for a 10-game tease. 10-game tease, tease, you take all those teams that have to win that have the big spreads, like the Saints at minus 13, the Patriots at minus 16, the Packers at minus 12 and a half, the Chiefs at minus nine, and the Cowboys at minus 10 and a half. All five of those teams to win. You had 10, 10, 10 point tees, five, five games. You get a plus 125 on that. That's my, uh, that's my pick of the week. Okay. So just for in case Liz doesn't know what we're talking about right now, uh, the 10 points means you are teasing, you're taking the 10 points off of the line. Right, you're moving it down. So in some cases, the team will be they'll get they'll get points. Uh, to some cases, like uh, I think Dallas will be down to minus three as a result of that. I believe ten so, points will be a half. There'll be a pick. They're at ten. So points. you have to have, but all five obviously have. To, are you are you parlaying that? Yeah, all five have to win. Right, yeah, all, so all five, five have to win. So what does that pay? Tell the listeners what it pays. One twenty-five. So you bet hundred, you win one twenty-five. Bert, were you listening when he was talking? No. He said no, he, it. Wasn't, he was not listening. I, I, hate, I, the, I hate this segment. <laughs> I hate it. Uh, all right. All right. Well, that's plus 125 for five. That doesn't move the needle. Lock that one in, Zach. All right. Well, listen, thank you. Uh, great segment. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Just a little comment for Zach. Zach, you will win your first teaser bet, and then you'll never win one again. So enjoy it while it wins. Never do it again. Thank you. That's the hook.
That's the hook. All right. Can we uh, catch any more insightful gambling thoughts? Oh, no, I'm tapped. Okay, he's tapped. Right, he's tapped out. That's great. Okay. So, Deno, look at, and by the way, we, fuck, we're going to go over 45 minutes now because of that. Uh, all right. Deno, quickly, here we go. Wedding update. Um, will I, two things we have to talk about. Will I actually show up? And two, it will be very dependent on the boat day. So, I need, I need an update. Where are we at? Is Fond Denam still, uh, still partaking? Yeah, the wedding's still on. Uh, no, uh, no boat update. I did. Uh, I did find out there is there is water though. There's actually water. Um, you promised us a Jamaica. boat update on this episode. You said boat you update on this episode. You, you did. Yeah, we've, been, we've, been, we've been waiting for that. I don't recall that. All right. Well, listen, Deno. What is holding you back from the boat? Bert's confidential and personal. Thank you. <sighs> Well, I'm telling you, it's a humongous mess if you don't have that fucking boat. Okay, thank you. Uh, all right, but other than that, all systems are go. How many uh, how many people are attending? Well, without Bart, it was like 60, and we could only hold 60. So um, 60, where we just cut it off. No one else can go. All right, well, it, assuming I can, I can make it. I'll find my way in. 60 61. or 61. Sounds like 61, Bert. Yeah. <laughs> I'll find my way in. I, I know you will. Oh, uh, you know, actually, th- we're all out of sorts here because we should have kept on the gambling segment. We should have led into your issue, not uh, Deno's wedding, even though the wedding is more important. But uh, this is back for Zach too. Zach's a big. He is desperate to know the kitchen flawless, like beat the system. It, you have a beat the system methodology, and all Zach wants to know is, will you ever disclose it? Uh, we we will have to have a group discussion on that one. Um, I would put it at 50%. 50% now that it will be exposed. 50%. Yeah, but I think I'd like to tie it into the podcast success. How about if we ever get to a stage where we have enough unique listeners where we are, that we seriously would have advertising, okay, where it would be, and the, the funds from that would be greater than what you have averaged in the last five years. If the funds were to average, I think that's that's legitimate. Yeah. If we get to a size and we get, how many? We have to pick a certain number of advertisers, a certain number of sponsors. Well, I think it's revenue based. All right, revenue based. All right. So let's say it stands a chance. We put a model model together that gets us to that level. Then uh, it could be revealed. So there you go, Zach. All the more reason to get this all over Guelph University. And Zach, City. you will hate watching NFL football after this strategy's <laughs> played for the rest of your life. It will for ruin. Your life. It will ruin. Your- <laughs> and Zach, you know what, Zach. Ever since Bart has brought this up, the actual theory hasn't done as well as it usually does. <laughs> that, is true. So that is true. Bart is the biggest jinx ever known to humankind. Yeah. Overall, still, it's going to be a, it's going to be a profitable season. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it's it going is. to be a profitable yes. season. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Um, all right. Well, there you go. So, and I think based on my limited uh, advertising uh, podcast research, I think we would have to have somewhere in the neighborhood. Of 150,000 to 200,000 unique listeners. <laughs> oh, yeah. To what up, they, to ever get this to ever get the serious advertising dollars to pay what? Yeah. So, I would say that I wouldn't. Yeah, none of the listeners should be tuning in every week, uh, or at least not for the next few weeks, thinking that we will be really? divulging that divulging that information. I'm just too lazy to do it. I got next year. I'm I'm locking in. I'm doing it next year. And then it definitely won't be jinxed. Deno, definitely won't be. At that stage. Uh, all right. So there you go. There's the update on the flaw in the system. 
okay. Here we are. I think actually to our most popular segment, based on the limited feedback, we are now in our most. And my 10 year old, Johnny, he is desperate to be part of the segment one day. He's asked a number of times and he's like, dad, when can I be part of the drives you crazy segment? (laughs) I'm actually contemplating it. Um, All right. So Kitsch, you're starting us off today. I think we, I got two. I think here we go. It's a I one, no, it's a I one no, topic segment. I have no AOB though, so I like I go two and zero on, the, on all those. So I think we went back and we covered this. I think before we actually did our our real podcast, I think this is one of the uh, practice podcasts that we've covered this topic. But it was a coach's challenge, the coach's challenge in basketball. Now I, I know I, I don't like how it's hardly ever overturned, but this is the other side of the thing. We're at the game the other night, and it's the Dallas game. Abaka draws a charging like the guy comes in he goes straight up and down uh, the player jumps into him so Baca thinks it's a charging shot we're a minute and a half into the game and Abaka is yelling at Nick Nurse the coach saying challenge it challenge that challenge that I'm like we are 90 seconds into the game it's a it's a it's a questionable foul that's not going to have a big impact on the overall part and he is adamant that the coach should be challenging that I'm like come on Abaka use your brain no coaches should use that challenge until at least sometime in the fourth quarter when it can have an impact on the game not in the first quarter half of the first quarter. That's one of my drives me effing crazies. Okay. So, so just again, is it a Baca or is it a Baca? I, 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 don't, it, I do know. It's can a we Baca. Trade him? Can we trade him? Can we trade him? Just like it's the Patriots, not the Patriots. It's a Baca. <laughs> you, you get the point though. You get the yeah, point. I do. I agree with you. Uh, 100%. Th- those idiots, they don't even know. They don't even know what it means. Like they don't even think they understand the chat, like why you'd want to save to the fourth quarter. They, they just don't want to be, they don't be wronged. Right. Yeah, they don't yeah. be wrong. So it's like you know what? Don't prove me right, coach. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It's like Lowry in a foul. hasn't 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 had a foul in his whole career. Yeah, then that's a very good imitation of Lowry. That's and then I, my my second my second. I'm gonna get to that one. Right. It's a quick one. So we're playing that Indiana game. Lowry is on fire. He is he is oh. driving the hoop. He's dishing. He's passing everything out. We get to the end of the goddamn game, and I put this on the co- coach a bit as well. He takes the ball down. He dribbles for 15 seconds, does nothing, and then pulls up with a fadeaway three, which he hasn't shot all game. Straight up threes he shot. A fadeaway three, and of course it clanks off the front of the rim. Why can we not do the same thing he'd done the whole game and do that in the last play? Why does he have to take the ball and throw up a prayer to try to, to, try to win the game? Drives me crazy. Okay, Kitch, but let's, let's give a little context to this because you had an incident or not an incident, you had a discussion with Coach Nick Nurse, I believe after the Houston game last year, where, and we were texting back and forth, and Kawhi did the exact same thing, right? Here we are, and pull up three, and at one stage, you texted and said, I'm talking to Nurse, anything you want to ask him? And I was like, yeah. How could that possibly be the play you drew up? Out of the, and not really knowing that you're actually talking to him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I phrased it a little differently to him, but yeah. And, and then what did, how did nurse answer my question? I was like, nurse, yeah. Nurse said, I, I called this. It didn't happen. Siakam didn't get open. And then, and then, uh, um, what's his name? Uh, <laughs> Kawhi. 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 Kawhi got, uh, he got stuck with the ball and, uh, and they had to throw it up. So I do, I, I say it as, I, I do blame it a lot in the players. I think, I think Lowry goes, screw you. I'm the guy. He, Nick draws up a play. I think Lowry goes, yeah, you know, that play's not really working. I don't really see that happening. And he wants to be the guy. So I put 80% of that on the players and 20% of the coaches. Yeah, I'm going to assume that's not the play that Nick Nurse drew up in the in the timeout. There's no way he said inbound the ball, <laughs> dribble, then shoot. 
A fadeaway three. A fadeaway. <laughs> There's just no way that happened. From 32 feet. <laughs> yeah, guy all over you. All right, Kitsch, uh, listen, well, uh, well done. Well done. Deno, are you participating in this segment today, or is it? Uh... Oh, guys, I'm, uh, I'm all over this. I now have a notepad in my car, because when I, when I see something, I get really nice. freaking angry. I, I write it down. So mine, once again, will not be about sports, because we talk a lot about sports. So I'm driving home from work last week, a lot of traffic and stuff. And there's this big line, big freaking line on Victoria Street, I think it was. And they're waiting to get gas. So I look over. It's two cents cheaper than the gas station freaking across the street. Big freaking freaking line. I'm going, okay, 50 liters times two cents, $1. They're saving one freaking dollar. It's going, to t- it's going to cost them 30 minutes of their time to wait to get this $1 savings. And I wish, I wish I had a roll of loonies that I could just pelt these cars with. Just chuck the loonies at them. Here you go. Because you know what? You know where they're going after to get their gas? To freaking Starbucks to grab a $7 freaking coffee. It drives me freaking crazy. Why would you wait 30 minutes to save $1? It drives okay, me crazy. Yeah, I still hate the use of the word frick, but uh, other than that, I think it's a, it's a good, but Deno, that is a referendum on the Canadian tax code. That's, I'm telling you, that sort of, so living in Bermuda, one of the first uh, things that I was exposed to was how the world views us as being like the cheapest people on the planet. Outside the Scots, we are the cheapest people on the planet compared to everybody else, right? Tax, tight ass Canadians. Um, so yeah, it, and having grown up in it, you don't necessarily see it all the time, but yeah, that sort of shit. Canes do that shit all the time because they are always trying to figure out a way to save a buck, right? And it's because I actually think it's because our system is so brutal tax wise that it's just you never. It's just you're always trying to figure out a way to screw the system, whether it be to save a dollar or to hand in a receipt that wasn't a, an actual expense, whatever it is, right? It's just. But I hear you. It is that, but that is that is crazy. Considering, like you said, what they will go and then spend their money on. Yeah. I'm with you, Deno. Yeah, with, but it's a bigger. It's it's a styled issue. Canada sucks. Canada sucks. Um. All right. So I'm gonna have two as well, but only because kitchen. Even though I don't like this, I'm breaking from my tradition. But I'm gonna do two very quick ones. Forty-five. First minutes. one. First one. I know we're right at the forty-five minute mark. Fuck that stupid other kitchen segment. Um. <laughs> So very quickly, it drives me bananas. Stop trying to block shots at the three-point line. It is so ridiculous. It happens maybe once every three games where you actually block a shot at the three-point line. And what you're giving up is a wide open look. Once you jump, that guy ball fakes you. He just, he watches you go by and then he starts to giggle as he shoots a wide open three. So just, just, that's got to stop. It needs to stop. It's all over the NBA. It's not a Raptors thing. Just it's such a low percent for all the advanced analytics that we're doing these days. Trust me, do the one on that one. And I'm telling you right now, the risk reward for trying to block a three point shot is it's never worth it defensively. But Bert, I thought, I thought there was like, if you have a hand in someone's face, the percent goes down, like fuck, it's like 10, 15% or something for the, for these NBA guys. Yeah. But Deno, I agree if they're actually in the process of shooting, but when you are ball faking, and you're not shooting and the guy goes flying by you. And then your process of shooting is no one in your face. That's not a good defensive play. I'm telling you right now, 
run the advanced analytics and it's going to be a horrible stat. Perfect. I'll be, I'll be proven right. If some kid does I this, I agree. I am. I know, I'm right. All right. Now, but more importantly, this is a big one. So I show, you can't see it now because I don't know why I'm in the dark here, but uh, I'm in the dark here. Uh, no one can see me. I know. Well, I'm at my office and on days that people are working, we have the timer set and the fucking lights come off every 45 minutes. <laughs> yeah, for work part. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, but anyway, I showed Kitch earlier. I have like, I'm telling you, it's like a four inch gash on my thumb. Okay. I was all, I literally, this happened two days ago. I was, I was practically bleeding out. Um, which my wife, by the way, there was zero empathy in the household for this. I'm literally bleeding out. She's like, yeah, whatever. Um, but here it is. I am opening a package. Okay. I'm opening a pa an HDMI cable package. Now, granted, I probably wasn't doing it as they designed packages to be open. But the point is I sliced myself to, to the point where I actually thought I would need a stitch. How is it possible that I can slice my thumb on a piece of fucking plastic that a packaged goods company has distributed to me that I could somehow slice. What are we doing? There's no way anything should be that sharp ever that I could graze my thumb across. And the next thing you know, I got blood everywhere. It was just, this, that, was this after the bloody Mary's head on uh, like 10 a.m. Or not yesterday. It's the day before. Okay. You know what? And by the way, I can barely type on my, on myself. You know, my, I'm very thumb centric with my typing and it will, does not recognize a band aid. Hey, Bert, you cannot type with a Band-Aid on. Bert, have you so I'm just saying, well, my, my point to all this is that there should never be a package good where at any point, any person can open it, whether the right way or wrong way, and you can slice yourself open with that package. That does not, in 2019, that seems completely out of touch with reality. <laughs> so Bart, first of all, I want to empathize with your injury. No, you're consumer. But, but um, have you ever heard the word karma before? <laughs> like maybe... Maybe this is from all the shit talk. <laughs> you get a little slice once in a while. Well, I've never shit talked the makers of an HDMI cable company. <laughs> I've never done that. They might be well, a sponsor. I agree. They might be a sponsor. <laughs> Careful. <laughs> I agree. Like if T Ross came and stabbed me in the face, I'd be like, yeah, well, that's karma. Because I've I've definitely not been good to him. But yeah. Uh so anyways, that is I, I just don't think we should have to live in a world where you can slice your finger open on plastic. So there we go. That's it. Uh, okay. So uh, at minute 49, Kate Marcotte, we're getting there. Uh, any other business? Can I do mine part or no? Well, absolutely. Dan. I'd love to love you have you participate. That's why you're okay. here. Okay. Even though uh, Bart said he's going to ban this from the podcast. So there, were, there was a big baseball change uh, two weeks ago that Bart does not want to talk about because it's not in season. But it's a huge, huge change to baseball for those baseball Due to my full... Editorial control. Denos, any other business segment has been edited out due to the fact that I warned him should he attempt to talk about baseball in December, I would edit it out because we want to stay relevant. We want to stay timely. Uh, we want to stay topical. So baseball in December does not meet that criteria. So we will, this edited portion will be played uh, once the pitchers and catchers report. So this is where we're at. So moving on to any other business via Kitch and Dave. I think it's a great rule. We'll talk about it more in, um, I guess, April, if we're still around, Bart. So you know what's painful? Talking about fucking baseball in December. <laughs> There's zero chance. This stays on the pod, by the way. Zero, zero chance. So that's what happens when you have editing control. Yeah, so no, that's... Thank you, Deno, for that. Uh, uh, Kitch. 
Nothing. I was two, two in the other one. I got nothing on the AOB. All right. Uh, okay, good. So quickly then for my AOB, let's, uh, we're a month in. We're, give, us, uh, give us your thoughts out of 10. Where are the pods at? 11. <laughs> 11. We're way more than the, that what we predicted in, in uh, people actually. Yeah, but I don't mean. Give us any errors. Oh, all right. I mean, like, where, where, do you th- where do you feel we're at? On a scale of 1 to 10. 11. Oh, my God. That's ridiculous. All right. Deno? I'm, I'm at 11 and a half. <laughs> Bart, what's your uh, you opinion? What? Well, here's your opinion, Bart. Let us know. You guys are dreamers, first of all. All right. Uh, I would say we're a rock solid six and a half. Room for growth for sure. But you know what? I realize part of my problem is, is that like, I want this to be more than just sports and we're not really doing that just yet. But my problem is you two, because you two pop culture morons, you can't talk about, you can't like, you can't talk about movies or books or like, you know, we had a discussion last night at the dinner table at the Christmas dinner table. And I thought, well, there's no way you could ever talk about this in the fucking pod. Cause you guys would have no idea. We were, we were ranking the friends and their ability to act. And I'm sitting there going, I don't think Kitsch even, when I say the word friends, he'd have no idea I'm referring to a TV show. And then wh- what do you got? All right, Denno, quickly, give me, who's the best friends actor? Best friends? Oh, Joey. Um, That's not Joey. 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 Joey's the best. Joey's the best. When you go back and watch it now, uh, I, didn't, I didn't realize at the time because I was quite a bit younger. When I go back and watch now, I love Joey. It's awesome. Courtney Cox was the best to look at, I thought. Oh, I don't know. Well, listen, I'm, this is far more insightful than I thought you guys would ever possibly come up with that. But I, my point is, don't get upset if I have to broaden the horizons here and maybe bring the occasional pop culture guest where you guys just will be another segment. Like, we'll still, I'm never, I'm not, listen, I'm not getting rid of you. Don't, 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 don't look at me like that. I'm not, I'm not getting rid of you. I'm just saying, sounds we, like, may have uh, to, we have to broaden. Like business decision. <laughs> I, told, I told you when I signed my contract, I'm, I'm quite knowledgeable at sports, finance, and travel. And beyond that, I don't really know much about anything. So, well, you know, actually a travel segment. I like that idea. I'm, I'm good actually, segment, yeah. You know what? Yeah, we could do that. Yeah. 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 And Bart, oh, I'm good at drinking go. in sports. That's it. That's all I got. Actually, you know what, Deno, for your first ever sober uh, podcast, this is, you know what? You're better than I thought you would be sober. Maybe. Well, for the record, for the record, I, I, I had two Billies, but not like 12 scotches. So. <laughs> Other than the baseball segment, you were uh, you were good today. All right, give you I, a solid, I, you know, I know I give you a solid six and a half today. I gotta go play pickleball. Let's go. I gotta play some pickleball. All right, that's it. Let's yeah, fifty three, almost fifty four minutes. We are well. We broke the sixty minute barrier. That's a start. Well, when, it's a, when I edit Deno out, we'll be under fifty minutes. That's huge. That is huge. <laughs> All right, boys, listen. Catch, enjoy pickleball, Deno. Enjoy whatever it is you do, uh, and we'll uh, we'll catch up next week. Out of boy. Later, boy. See you, boys. See you. Kawhi up top. Looks at the clock, turns the corner for the win!